Hey guys, and welcome to the new episode of Automated Seller Podcast. Today, I have a special guest, Brandon Young, um, a CEO of DataDive seller and Seller Systems and Amazon 8-figure seller. Hi, Brandon. How are you? Good to see you, Jacob. How are you? Doing good. Thanks. And thanks for being here on the podcast. It's still relatively new, and I'm really glad that you actually you made it. Uh, we actually met with Brandon at the Tel Aviv conference, um, and yeah, now we are here. So, Brandon, um, I would love to start basically of simply like your introduction. If you could tell us what led you where you are right now, uh, what's your story? How did you start selling on Amazon? How did you start Data Dive and the seller systems? Yeah, so I was uh, dating my wife, my now wife at the time, and we wanted to start a business. And she has a couple degrees in computer science. So we were looking at SaaS and, you know, different types of startups. And my background was product, physical products with uh, my family owning a wholesale construction supply company. So selling drill bits and tools. And uh, we found out what FBA was. So in doing some research from a friend, we found out that Amazon offered the service to do all of the fulfillment and storage and all of the infrastructure being handled by them. And I immediately saw it as an incredibly scalable business, like uh, something that would be uh, that we could focus on the growth and the product development and the sourcing, and they would help us to scale the business to millions of dollars very quickly. Because I, I had the struggle with my family of owning a warehouse and having warehouse employees and drivers and delivery, and it being the biggest cost to the business. So I knew that it was an incredible opportunity. So we started just by sending a few things in uh, that we bought at the store just to test it. And they sold immediately. Oh, and wow. I said, okay, now we just need to figure out what to sell. So we started with wholesale. We started with uh, liquidation, really just uh, selling tools and things like that. And the wholesale did really well for us very quickly. We started uh, within our third month, we did over 100,000 US. And so we were on pace for a million dollars in the year. And we saw it as very good. But then Amazon started to restrict which SKUs people could sell. They started gating, gating different brands. And so we had an issue with uh, one of our biggest brands, DeWalt. Uh, we had another uh, brand of, of cell phone cases and accessories we were selling called Kate Spade and very popular designer. And so we, uh, we decided to venture into private label. My wife is originally from China and so uh, she came here in 2009 to the United States for school. And I said, well, we should utilize that advantage we have because you can communicate with suppliers and logistics and really help us on the Chinese side. And then I can handle the marketing product design. And I know what people in America might want. So with that thesis, we went to Canton Fair in 2016. Uh, we Those are the biggest, the biggest fairs there or... That is the biggest fair in the world. Yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, Three different phases, thousands and thousands and thousands of suppliers awesome. from around China, uh, different types of industries and, and niches in every single phase. So, uh, for example, they just moved toys and baby and home goods to phase three, uh, but they have three different phases. And so we, uh, we did electronics to start and uh, electronic accessories, and we didn't didn't realize how competitive it was or how difficult oh, yeah. and we had a little bit of success. Was it easy to export actually, like import to US? I mean, what's that? 
the electronics is it like easy to transport it or there's a lot of certificates and so on that you have to yeah there were certificates yeah. and we were able to solve that issue and testing and things like that and um we had to make sure that the factories but as a matter of fact we had a big issue with one of our products we uh we didn't realize that the term bluetooth is um is is protected by a by a company called bluetooth uh, or an organization <laughs> and it has to be certified bluetooth so when we brought in a uh on our maybe our second or third order of uh of waterproof speakers uh we had like these small portable waterproof speakers uh they got seized at customs and oh, wow. we lost an order and we lost money and so yeah it really started to help us pay attention to different details like that as well and to understand that we need to do more research um we had some uh we had some products fail because we didn't understand the biggest question that we learned to ask, which is how are the current sellers getting their sale? What are the keywords driving sales? What are they ranked for? Can we duplicate that success? And when we answer those questions, then we started to re uh, really improve our success rate for choosing products. Uh, and that, that became the fundamental um, foundation for our business, which was looking at the data in the right way. And that's where our data-driven approach that we teach in seller systems and what data dive is now uh, based in. Uh, awesome. that, that was like the foundation. So uh, this last year we did over 30, uh, sorry, over 20 million. We did 22 million in 2022. And this year in 2023, our goal is to do about 32 million. That, that, that's very impressive. And uh, I really like your like data-driven approach. Like they say data is a new oil and I completely agree with that. Uh, my background uh, before entrepreneurship was actually a data engineer. I did a lot of scraping. I was very like, I would say obsessed with that. I, I, I remember at some point I was scraping like hundreds of thousands of different data sources just as a hobby projects um, because I was just going online and, and I was checking what's data, what data is kind of valuable. And I was like learning this, building those scrapers. And then later on, actually, we built company on that. So um, yeah, I, I really like it. But one thing because people here like listen to this podcast and they you just said okay you started selling on amazon and then suddenly after a few months you're generating over 100k a month right is it that you were kind of lucky and you were very early on amazon because i don't think it's that easy right now if you just decide to start selling on amazon um well, and I then think, so i think in the first year right like uh for us it was it was wholesale so we mm -hmm. were dealing with built-in demand and ranking and products that were already optimized or at least under, we could understand very early on with tools that would estimate sales velocity well, like Jungle Scout, right? Mm -hmm. So we knew that a listing would sell 100 units a month and there were three sellers. We would expect to maybe get 25% of the sales if we started selling it as well. So we could expect to maybe sell 25 units in a month. And... That was pretty close to accurate. So we, we would know not to order 100 units so that we didn't have four months of inventory. We knew to order 20, 25 units and, and uh, if we wanted only a month of inventory so we could turn our cash over quickly. I think that that reselling and wholesale and arbitrage type, uh, type business is um, very different than private label. Uh, private label requires you to order months of inventory because your supply chain is much longer. Your capital is tied up for longer. But you start from zero from an SEO perspective. Your listing is not ranked at all. And it takes... So you're uh, building the brand, actually, eventually, right? Yeah. So, 
you're building the not just the design of the product, but the design of the page and the brand. You're you're writing the listing in a way to uh, index your your listing for all the relevant keywords. You have to learn how to how to create a hierarchy of which keywords matter the most based on uh, what we call ranking juice or like a quantifiable score to to value them based on relevancy and broad search volume and um, and how really ranking works on Amazon. So for the first year of private label that we didn't really know what we were doing, we still did a million dollars that year, but uh, we didn't make much profit. We mm -hmm. we looked at our balance sheet at the end of the year and we were basically broke even uh, for the year. Um, but we learned a lot, right? It was all education and we learned from every success and every failure. So the next year we did uh, three million and uh, it was more profitable. So. Uh, every year we've we've tried to um, learn from every single product we launch. Uh, last year we launched a hundred products, and this year we will launch a similar number. But those uh, are but all private label brands. Like we're one hundred percent private label now. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. And when, point, you're, when, you, when you're year, building, when, when you are building actually a new brand, um, do you only sell it on Amazon, or you actually create like a whole brand, also like a website, so you can also sell it maybe on a private shop on Shopify? Or how is it? Because I, I always wonder, like my background is more from e-commerce, not really Amazon. Amazon is not really popular in Poland. So um, I had a lot of friends who were building very nice products. They were sourcing them from China, but they were selling them on, um, I mean, they were selling on local marketplaces here, but um, most of the revenue, revenue came from running proper Facebook ads because they had their own stores. Yeah, so like, a D to, like that's a D2C, a direct-to-consumer uh, business model. If you're playing in Amazon's sandbox with uh, Amazon's toys and their shovels, their, you know, their buckets, uh, you play within their built-in demand. So the, 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 the goal there is to take advantage of the, the traffic they've already developed that they've built in with their prime shoppers and their traffic. So the SEO is very different than creating a good-looking website a good branding story, good ad copy, because I know the D2C market is very different. You need to create hundreds of different ad copies, messages, messaging, and run different funnels and curate audiences that will convert um, at a percentage that makes it profitable. Your average order size need to, needs to be a certain size because your cost of acquisition to get that person to your website and then convert is very different. Um, so it's a, a hundred percent just a different game. So if you're just focusing on Amazon to start, um, you don't need those other assets. I think putting up a website and putting your your products there is okay because people will go and look for it sometimes, and you will need it to validate your brand. But the majority of the time, it's not necessary. I'd say ninety plus ninety five percent maybe even 98% of the shoppers on Amazon will not take the time once they add it to cart to go look and see if you have a website. Oh, so yeah. I don't think it impacts your conversion rate in any meaningful way to not have a website. Uh, and your goal is very different. Your goal is to op maximize your organic ranks on Amazon and um, not to find a way to drive profitable traffic to your own website. Okay, got it. That's that's very interesting because we are about to launch one of the product, but we see it more as a 
extension for our services. Like we really want to launch like a hardware, hardware basically with a software. Like this is like some electronic clock which counts you your Amazon orders. And we initially thought, okay, let's just put it on Amazon. Then we can also learn some more Amazon on our way because we are experts in API with the software, but we are not experts in selling stuff, right? So we want to have this um, kind of product also as like a pilot project for us. But then we re- we actually realized, hey, we can really launch it as a separate brand with separate website. We have audience on Instagram, on YouTube. We can just not really give any percentage of the revenue to or, or the profit even to Amazon, right? Uh, so is this like some, I don't know, something that you would recommend for us? Like, hey, you should only go and sell it on Amazon. It's easier. Um, or is it like a good mix for us? Because um, we can have more profit when we just sell it directly from our website. Um, but we can also use Amazon as just additional source of traffic and uh, income. So I think it's interesting. I don't know how many Amazon sellers are going on on, on Amazon and searching for uh, tools to help them sell, right? I think that... Um, it's more like a gadget, I, right? It doesn't help Yeah, I work backwards <laughs> from the, the demand. Uh, you can't create mm-hmm. demand on Amazon is like a rule that I always follow. Okay. And so... I would I would look for the keywords that people are searching for. I think that what you're better off doing is is partnering with um, uh, other influencers or coaches or people in the space that uh, you know that have an audience of sellers, and then marketing it that way as a yeah. as a fun tool to track the uh, to track your sales or to just to put it somewhere in your office. I think that that's fun. But I don't know that it's going to be something that uh, you'll get enough uh, sales on Amazon to make it worth the the effort to put it there. Yeah, I, I mean, I hundred percent agree with that. It's it was more about hey, we want to launch it anyway, and we can just put it on Amazon. Maybe someone will find it there. But you you are completely right. Like it yeah. should be the other way around. It's not like you just create a product and wait for luck. But you actually need to see the demand and use the proper data, proper tools. So. Brandon, let's now actually talk about your community and your courses, because speaking of your experience, uh, I know that you launch uh, your community, your course, Seller Systems. Um, could you tell us something about that? Because actually I did some research, I checked. Um, we can actually give here this funny story also from your past, because I know that you were on a YouTube channel of one of my favorite YouTubers, Kofizila, uh, where you exposed uh, one scammer who were doing actually Amazon courses, um, and I, I actually watch those guys, right? Um, I mean, they are scamming people. They they know nothing about Amazon. Um, so let, let's talk a little bit about those fake courses and then actually about proper Amazon courses um, that you did. Yeah, I think that there are a lot of people that are really good at marketing. Uh, and so they're looking for a way to, to, to capitalize on just marketing anything. And... Um, one of those was, uh, Kevin David, who was recently indicted, uh, and charged, um, for millions of dollars. He has a millions of dollars in fines for scamming people for tens of millions of dollars. And, um, he's a really, really bad person. He's a giant scumbag. And he, for many years, he was, he was ripping people off because he was taking content. The way he started was he started selling on Amazon maybe not successfully at all, not making much profit or revenue, but he created a, a group, uh, like a mastermind group of people who were successful. 
And he would ask a lot of questions in there and he would encourage sharing and it was a private group, but he started to take all of their knowledge and then formulate his original videos for his course. And he also took content from other courses that existed at the time, like the original Amazing Selling Machine, which was, you know, at the time, a decent course, but was quickly outdated and not run by people who were selling successfully. I think some of the other expo like fake guru exposing YouTubers, they called him copycat Kevin because he, yeah, he yeah, was not yeah, exactly. on Amazon, but also an other one. <laughs> so. But that's true. Like he would copy the content from courses uh, and other influencers. And he did it not just for his Amazon course, because he has courses on how to sell on Instagram and Facebook ads and marketing. And he even has a course on how to sell courses, right? Like <laughs> it's, it's really ridiculous. So he, he was hurting people because I knew that his content was really bad. The, the way he would tell people to validate and search for a product and the way that the way that I know that uh, a lot of these guys are just fake gurus is because I, I just watched the their product selection process. And if you're telling people to just look at one keyword uh, worth of search results, so you search one keyword and you look at the, the current listing or you could look at the current uh, rankings and you say, OK, not all these guys have a lot of reviews and they're generating cash. So therefore this could be a good niche, right? Like you're only looking at criteria of maybe reviews and rating and the style and the pricing and their sales, you know, nothing, right? At that point, the, the amount that you know versus what you need to know is maybe 2%. The reality is to choose a good product. You need to know uh, how many hundreds of keywords are driving sales for that product, not just the one you looked at. And then, what are the ranks and the saturation? How good are the current competitors at ranking for all those keywords? Because they might be on that one keyword, but they're not on, you know, there might be 500 keywords that drive sales and they're on that keyword, but they're not on 200 other keywords. And then you can beat them. But maybe, maybe they're ranked for all 200 keywords. Maybe for that product, there's only five good keywords and you wouldn't want to do that product because how are you going to beat them, right? Because anyone can guess what those five keywords are usually. And then you're, where do you, where's your advantage, right? So we have a whole criteria for selecting a product that involves a lot more deeper analysis, a lot more data than just looking at one keyword, one search result, one, one set of, of results. And so when I see someone teaching that, that method, I know that the failure rate for that product will be 95% or higher because you know nothing, right? You're, you could get lucky but you really don't even know how to do the proper value. Like at that point, if you're using that method for choosing the product, your method for writing the listing, for ranking the product, for SEO, for PPC is all going to be bad too, right? Because you're not looking at enough data and you need data to do all of those things. So I just know that those guys are scammers. They're just out yeah. there to make a buck selling a course. They're not successful themselves. You, you, so you, need a, what, you need a helicopter view, basically. You need the whole yeah. overview of the data, right? But those guys, they teach you this one thing and they have the Lambo in the in the back. So right, right. <laughs> people and, basically and, tend to do that. I mean, when I was younger, I, I was actually watching Ty Lopez and other gurus, right? Because I was immediately hooked, right? I saw those um, Forex trading guys on Instagram. I saw those Amazon automation gurus and I was like immediately hooked. But that's basically what drive the attention, Data is boring. People don't want to um, right. check the data, right? So that's something you said. He was a great marketer. He knew how marketer, to. Yeah. He he knew how to get people into his uh, course and and sell it, but there was zero value there, right? So, right. 
Yeah, because 90. So so there's two problems, right? The first is the type of person he's attracting is not going to be qualified because they don't have the capital. They don't have the attention span. They don't know how much true, truly how much work goes into starting the business and they're not willing to put it in. So he's not qualifying the people in any way. As a matter of fact, he would even encourage them to put the course and their their inventory on a credit card, which is mind-blowingly terrible. Like you you need a certain amount of cash to start this business because you have to pay for marketing, you have to pay for your inventory up front. And if you don't know order enough units, he was encouraging people to start with a couple hundred units. But the reality is the way SEO works on Amazon is that when you run out of stock, you start accumulating negative history, so your ranking goes down. And if you're out of stock for more than 30 days, it's very difficult to get your rankings back. So even if you prove the concept and then you order more inventory, there's no guarantee that you're going to be able to recover that rank. And most of the time you don't. So there's so much to it that he, I know that he's setting up people for failure 95% of the time, at least. And the type of person that he's attracting is not going to be dedicated, not going to have enough uh, capital, not going to have the knowledge. And uh, and then his content is bad. So um that that's the problem with that type of marketing strategy, right? I, I try to avoid it, but at the same time, I'll speak out actively against those people because the first thing I'll tell everyone is this business is hard. It's really, really hard. You need a certain amount of intelligence to 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 understand it. You need a certain amount of capital to fund it. And you need a certain mindset and attention to detail, like to to and dedication to it to be successful. You need to be laser focused. You can't have this mentality where you're chasing the next uh, the next shiny object because it looks good and fun and is easy. Uh, and a lot of entrepreneurs are like that, right? Like they want a quick return. In this business, you need focus, you need, you need patience because it could be six months before you find that first product that makes sense from a data perspective that you design it, you get, you get samples, you iterate on it, you, you know, and then you get your order shipped, made and shipped. It could be six months for that product to really make it uh, to Amazon while you're learning the entire time because you've got a learning curve for product validation. You've got a learning curve for logistics and supply chain. You've got a learning curve for design and product design and then your content design. You've got a learning curve for marketing and PPC and launching. You've got four college degrees and one, one business. That's really oh, yeah. hard. Of so I tell everyone, have... this isn't for everyone. Yeah, of course, later you have a lot of partners, actually, uh, who are presenting also themselves on the conferences. I mean, you have a great logistics partner, you have great um, companies that do listing optimization for you, run ads for you. But initially, I, I think you need to learn it in a hard way. You need to at least understand how to do it. And uh, I, I think it's worth mentioning here that there's no such thing that just passive income on Amazon, right? No, you need to put in the work. It's a myth. It's bullshit. And, and that's how they sell it, right? Yeah. It's fully automated store, passive income. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> and that's 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 the, the biggest um, mistake that, that people tend to do. So let's talk about actually seller systems uh, right now, because uh, I know it's a great course. I know that you have a great community there. Can you tell actually about the modules that you have inside and what sets this course apart from the others? Yeah, I appreciate that. I think that the first is that we're real sellers. My wife and I are real sellers, right? So by launching 100 products a year, we have to walk all of these processes. Now, we've built our team to over 20 employees. And so we we really teach, practice what we teach. And we understand all of those learning curves that I just explained. And so Seller Systems is guided 
if something changes, we see it as sellers right away, we can update the content and we keep it fresh and, 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 and what's happening now. So it's, it's always up to date. The other thing is that there's probably, there's over 200 hours of content. So you have, you have all of this content that you have access to, but that's not enough for a lot of people as well, because you have to be self-motivated to go through the content to really understand it. You need a support group as well. So the key to seller systems is not just the up-to-date content and the depth that you get, the level of knowledge that we, that we give you. It's the community. We have over a thousand members in the inner circle who uh, are ranging from zero to eight, nine figure sellers. We have over 400 sellers that are doing over a million dollars a year, all private label. And so you have the ability to ask questions in a group where you're going to get high level answers. So you have a community you can lean on. In addition to that, it's, it's a live growing course, a mastermind where every week we have live calls to ask questions live, like on Zoom. But then we have five to 10 additional new classes every single month. So we have an expert, not just myself or my wife or, or you know, someone on our team, but we'll have an expert come in to teach a class, um, to go deeper into a subject where you can ask questions and they present you um, really how to be successful in a specific area because there's so many areas and so many learning curves oh, yeah. and it just keeps evolving. So the content keeps getting richer and richer the relationships you build by being around other people who have the right mindset to be successful in, in this business. Um, it, you know, steel sharpens steel, success breeds success. So you, yes. you want to, you are who you keep around you and that's the magic. And I think that, that that's very important. I really like it um, because the era of those old Udemy curses, I think this is the past. There's no way. No. I mean, all of the knowledge is out there. You, you can even Google it for free. That's that's not the problem right now. You right. can Google right now how to sell on Amazon, right? And the actual content, of course, it will be. It might be more high quality, less high quality. But in the end, it's all about collaboration with people and those masterclasses. I mean, I love those things because I used to be um, like in my pre previous job before I started Delta Logic, I was um, I was coder on daily basis, and then I was also a Python coach on one of the one of the most popular actually courses in the world from clever programmer. Um, so basically I was a Python coach. I had my own students and every week I was teaching them basics. I was answering all of the questions and we are going through the solutions. I was giving them homeworks and so on. And this like being basically active in a, in a, in a community, in a course, this is something like, this is a game changer. I wish there were courses like this when I started coding um, or if I would start Amazon, this is something that would, pick right away um and as you said in the end uh you're an entrepreneur um and i know that entrepreneurs are very lonely and you need someone to talk to that's why also those uh, great events exist because you can go there you can share experiences um and those guys they will understand you and they will give you some advice so um that that's that's just great i appreciate that yeah i you need to surround yourself with other successful people, no matter what you're doing, what, no matter what you're doing in life, you should have um, a tight community of other successful people that you can ask questions to. And, and so if you're just in, in general business as an entrepreneur, you can join groups like EO, um, YPO. Once you hit a certain level, you can qualify for what they call YPO. Um, but these masterminds are out there and they're not, 
they're not scammy. They might cost a little bit of money. Some of them are very, very expensive and maybe too much so. But um, the reality is that that accountability is, is a big part of it. But more importantly, it's, it's around modifying your behavior to uh, be successful. There's a certain way successful people act in business and in life. And as you're young and you're, you're trying new things and you're having a little bit of success and you're failing, sometimes you don't even understand why you're successful or why you fail. And then you start to get around other people who are successful and you start to see the patterns and, and, it, and it, uh, it really unlocks a lot of things. Oh, yeah. That's that that's that's for sure. I'm I'm actually organizing from time to time um, like entrepreneurs trips. Uh, we call them like founders trips um, with with other founders in Poland. Like we just meet for the weekend. It's usually like a group of ten to twenty people, um, and we just share all of the experiences, problems, and so on. So um, that that's that's something that really helps. Um, Brandon, I want to talk about one more thing. Uh, you also mentioned initially that when you started selling, you were already um, using a tools like Jungle Scout tools. Um, and I know, I know that you have a second company, Data Dive. So I really wonder right now, what's the color, like, let's say, collaboration between Seller Systems and Data Dive? Do you actually um, give those tools to your community? Or also, if you could describe what kind of tools are there, uh, that would be great. Yeah, so Data Dive is the methodology that we developed um, that we were originally using Helium 10. So very, very early on, we would take data from Viral Launch and from Seller Labs, and we would combine it uh, into a spreadsheet and use VLOOKUP. And it was a lot of work. And then uh, Helium 10 created um, uh, Cerebro which was basically a reverse ASIN. It basically, for one ASIN, you can see all the different keywords they rank for now or are indexed for. The problem is a, key, a product can be indexed for a thousand keywords, but not all of them are relevant or drive sales. You could be on page seven for most of them, right? But when you combine it with like 10 competitors, when they allow you to start adding 10, then it, it starts to become more relevant because then you can, we would download that data and then manipulate the data with uh, a relevancy formula to start to understand what keywords matter and then see the ranks of those competitors and then be able to sort it by uh, search volume and things like that. So for years, we were teaching how to download this data from Helium 10 and then use it, how to use it effectively, how to make decisions with it. And what DataDive does is it essentially does that and has many other tools that we've built that does that 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 hours of work that you would do to manipulate that data to make it useful we do it in 60 seconds right so it's all automated and um when we first built data dive as a proof of concept and an mvp we layered it on top of helium 10 because that's the data we were using so you would export the data from helium your helium 10 account into data dive and then it would it would display it the right way what we did last year is we partnered, or this year, we partnered with Jungle Scout. Uh, the Jungle Scout data, when we tested it, uh, was just as good or better in many ways. We found more keywords. When we benchmarked the search volume to Amazon, it was, it was slightly better. So we partnered with Jungle Scout, and now we provide the data, and you no longer need any other subscription. You don't need to also have a Helium 10 account mm -hmm. or also have a Jungle Scout account. And um, 
that seems to be more expensive for us, but seems to be better <laughs> for the user because now you can just run it by itself. So what we create is what you would call a master keyword list. It's this giant graph that shows all of the competitors and data about them, how many sales they're getting, what percentage of search volume they're ranked well for that's relevant, what, how, what percentage of the keywords they're ranked well for, how many reviews they have, how long they've been on the market, and shows every single relevant keyword and their ranks, every competitor's ranks for them. So you have this giant grid that you can really start to understand um, who's doing a good job and who's not. And we assign like a strength to them. So if they're very strong at Amazon, if they're strong, if they're weak and why, then we take that data and we break it down even further. So you start to see the repeated words that are in phrases that are coming from the, that set of keywords. So you really understand how people are searching and the importance of how to write your listing. Then we take that data and we assign what we call that ranking juice score that it, for indexing. And we give you a, a, a tool to write your listing in a way that will maximize your rank potential across Amazon. So it'll like really maximize SEO. your sales potential. And we wrote an automatic algorithm to factor in all of these different factors and how Amazon's ranking algorithm works so that you can hit a button and it will automatically write your listing to maximize rank. Um, now it writes with just keywords, but now that AI is a thing, we just released an AI tool. I just wanted take... to ask actually about the AI because everything you just said is just it just gives me the idea. Okay, you, you actually have all of the data right now. What if you just put AI on top of that? <laughs> yeah, so that's the key, right? We had to go in that order and in those steps because a lot of people are just writing listings with AI, and that's great. It sounds good, it converts well, but you're not satisfying the ranking criteria and the indexing criteria on Amazon side. Amazon is very specific with the way the algorithm reads your listing in order to rank your product. And you have to value the match type and the way you write the listing and the order you put the keywords in order to rank because where a keyword shows up in your listing gives you different value. The order of the words in the keyword matter for ranking potential. All of these things are very, very important. So we had to write, we had to write the algorithm first then use the AI to write the listing with the right data in the right order. And a lot of companies are using shortcuts to just use ChatGPT to write your yeah. listing, but it's going to hurt your uh, your sales ultimately because it, it's not done in the right order. So what we've done is we've gone in that order of understanding data at a high level, writing the algorithm and parsing the data to get your listing, the keywords in the right place in your listing, and then using AI now to write your bullets uh, to maximize the rank or maximize the rank and the conversion. So it's basically a prompt that says, what is the number one feature that the typical buyer for this product is looking for? And then the second bullet is, what is the number two benefit that the second, uh, that the typical buyer is looking for, for this product and really speaks to that buyer, that buyer persona. So the AI, um, is there. We have another tool that breaks down all the reviews from all of your competition as well and reads the listing pages. So it breaks down what are the features all of them have, what are what do people like and not like about it based on the reviews, and uh, and then feeds you into a, a, a dashboard so that you can select what you want to do to fix your product or make a better product. And then you hit a button and you get a product brief you can hand to your sourcing and development team so that you get... That's, that's, uh, that's impressive. That's really yeah, you get, you it's get also scary. 
it's really scary how quick AI. So we're integrating AI into Data Dive in a very big way with product development, with product, uh, with with listing writing, with SEO, with marketing, and then next is going to be our PPC tools, which we're going to start um, fundamentally creating the right rules and the right things, and then build and start building AI into it to create automation. That's awesome. I, I really like this data-driven approach, also in combination with the AI, and I think that. Right now, it's just a matter. It's more like a racing game. Like you really need to get there quickly because if if you don't, then your competitor will do right. So you really need to leverage this. And I'm actually kind of scared, and I really wonder what's your opinion about the future of uh, Amazon, other marketplaces. Will it happen that at some point, like AI will be, um, like it will be possible for AI to fully create like a um, a brand for you, kind of like so. In the end, you just need to talk to the uh, sourcing company, get it. But everything will be there already set on Amazon, and you won't. Like it, it will eventually happen, like this passive income, right? Like that it's a fully automated Amazon store with AI that creates you products fully optimized based on the data. Actually, like, do you so think it, there's it, a potential really, actually for that? It's actually funny you mentioned that. That the the long term goal for Amazon uh, for Data Dive is to become that. It's to <laughs> it's to be able to create hit a button. Um, maybe you need to seed the top 15 or 20 sellers of a product the same way you do here, right? Um, but then you hit a button and it can go through the product brief by looking at all the competitors. It can create a better product and create a better design. It can, it can then uh, write the listing and it can do the marketing, right? So ultimately, we're trying to get as close as possible to being able to hit a button and launch a product, right? Uh, and then manage that product through growth. Uh, that is the the direction Data Dive is going. Awesome. And then later on, the next step would be to compete with other AIs, I believe, because there will be one AI who's who is agent, who's the better, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes, and I can I can I can see it already. I mean, of course, in Amazon it's much harder because you need the actual physical product. Uh, so you really need to also make a deal with the actual manufacturer, and this is like quite hard thing to do. Also, the certificates, all of the logistics, so. The, the um, threshold, like the level to, to get there, it's, it's quite hard, even though you may have it fully automated later on Amazon side. But I see it already on social media, right? There's so much stuff going on right now. I mean, you can right now create the agent that will fully automate your social media posting, right? Especially with the mid journey, with a chat GPT, with the scheduling tools. Um, right now, it's you can even create a video using mid journey. You can get your voice um basically replaced by the AI once you feed it, right? So the future is kind of scary, but uh, I'm at the same time excited to see it also on Amazon. So that's 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 great. I, I, I do think it's pretty scary. And I think that the warning you gave a little bit earlier, I can't scream loud enough. Um, if you're complacent with your best sellers now, you're in trouble, right? Um, I think you heard me say it in Tel Aviv that... Um, if you have a bestseller and you're not iterating, you're not making it better, and you're not implementing AI to and to 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 grow your brand and your business, uh, your business is in danger, and your bestsellers are in danger. Because what's going to happen is uh, people are going to be able to iterate designs faster. They're going to be able to test those designs faster and cheaper, much cheaper, much faster. And so all markets are going to evolve faster. Meaning that if you're at the top now, and normally you would not be at the top in two or three years, 
you might be at the top now, but in six months you won't be. And you need to be able to figure out how to um, uh, cannibalize yourself, right? You need to figure out how to uh, do better than you're already doing to your own products in order to survive. And um, if you're not doing that, if you're not if, if you're not even thinking about it, then you're you're in trouble. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Great. Brandon, thanks a lot. That was actually an amazing podcast. We made it to 40 minutes. Um, just for the last few words, actually, if you could uh, share uh, where people can find you, how he, people can reach out to you if they have questions or if they want to join or try your, uh, like your community or your tools. Yeah, I appreciate that. So we have a free, free masterclass. Like one of the things we talked about with the fake gurus and the way that I combat that <laughs> is that I give everyone a three-hour free masterclass on how we look at products and data to cho make to choose products. And I think once you watch that, you'll see the difference. And I found that, um, you know, it was Alex Hermosi who said it recently, he said, the best way to stand stand out is to basically give away va more value than your competitors are charging for. And, uh, and it's been my methodology for years to do this. But it was funny to hear him say it recently. So go to sellersystems.com and watch the free masterclass and you'll see the difference between what we're doing and what others are doing. And then uh, datadive.tools is the website for Datadive. If you join the Inner Circle, you get a big discount on Datadive. That's how we give back to Inner Circle members with a, a massive discount. Uh, and uh, Or you can just launch through the software and if you uh, use a code, do you have a discount code for everyone here or do you want to set one up? Like we you can, can just do that. Yeah. What is the code you want to give? We can you want to create del Delto, just our Delta logic. So okay. So the code will be choose one. Delto. Yeah, just Delto. It's faster. So perfect. <laughs> just Delto. We'll make sure it's set up by the time you're hearing this. You'll save fifty dollars a month on Data Dive uh, if you just subscribe directly to Data Dive. Uh, and awesome. Yeah, I appreciate. Thank you, uh, I appreciate you having me today. Yeah, thank you, Brandon. It was it was great to have you here, and uh, we speak soon. Thank you. Bye bye. Take care. Bye bye.